and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is, is the story So Farscape. Farscape. Oh, what a cracker. We are doing episode 318, Fractures, today. Yes, yes, which sort of fractures season three, because after this, bit of a, you know, bit of a warning, okay. after this, there's a hiatus coming. Oh, dear. They always make us wait, don't they? Yeah. So uh, in this episode, let's 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 dive straight into the synopses because we've All got right. a bunch of crackers. Someone makes a very close friend. What does this episode have to offer? Puppet sex, kidnapping, murder, and a stupidly dangerous plan that takes them into the lion's den. Thank you, Going Metal 799. Wait, wasn't that the uh, plot of that other Peter Jackson Muppet movie, The Fright, uh, the, the Incredibles, or what's it called again? No, the Oh, oh for goodness sake. No, uh, no, not, not The Frighteners. The... Oh, my God. It had the song called Sodomy. <laughs> you one, might think yeah. very odd of <laughs> me. <laughs> it was the Muppets parody. Oh, good. Very anyway, close. Sorry about that. Thanks, Going Metal 799. It's reunion time, and our crews are making some new friends, but of course things don't go smoothly. Pick a shirt that suits you and growl like a luxon as we uncover a traitor. Thanks, Nazi, and welcome. Uh, not the reunion anyone expected, but at least someone gets lucky during a game of whodunit. Well, until they get dumped. Then kidnapped. Thank you, Lucy. But at least they get done in the meantime. Yeah. The crew plays a high-stakes game of werewolf. Oh, very good. <laughs> when parallel versions of themselves arrive unexpectedly. Yeah, I noticed that. There's azure androgyny, froggy fragrance, and slapstick surgery. Old habits die hard. <laughs> and someone manages to Rochambeau themselves. Thrillingly, the thing makes an appearance to invite us all to a naked lunch. Thanks, John Banger. <laughs> oh, oh, very good. I mean, I was more thinking like sushi buffet, but yeah. <laughs> the crew has guests, but it's not long before someone starts killing them off in a real-life interstellar game of Cluedo. Maybe a game of Operation might help defuse diffuse situation. Someone calls the fuzz, and not everyone has the pleasure, pleasure. they were expecting to <laughs> when a mother and son are reunited. Thank you, Marky C. Also, I think welcome. First timer, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a we've got a bunch of uh, submissions from some of these. I think it's pronounced Cluedo in English. Cluedo, or maybe uh, even Clue. I mean, clue. the film was called Clue, right? Yes. You know where the butler did it. Oh no, he didn't. Let's see who else did it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. It's uh, kind of it's kind of like the murder of Julius Caesar, where everybody did it. Well, actually, no, because oh, I believe sixty like the, people agreed to stab him, and he only had twenty-eight stab wounds, which means you can't trust people in uh, group projects. <laughs> In Senate, yeah. yes, especially. Prepare to stop him. Yeah. We are jumping straight in there today, aren't we? Yes, yes. I'm so excited because our crews are finally reuniting. Yes, I mean, we've been waiting for this since episode... When did they split up? Seven, Seven, I think. so at least, yeah, I was going to say so at least ten episodes. Ten episodes yeah. of separation, including some, like, I mean... Is it really a fake-out? The Looney Tunes episode or the oh. choice where... I mean, there was only a very limited amount of crossback in that episode. And besides, it all happened in John's head. So I wouldn't call that, that, I wouldn't count that as a, a, a genuine uh, reunion. No, exactly. And then, like, we spent a whole episode with Erin and, and her prostitute yeah. feelings. Thank God. Before delving into this reunion... I mean, this would not have had the same impact if we hadn't just had that episode with Aaron. Oh, it would have had a different one. Oh, entirely, yes. 
but it would have been inaccessible. It would have made Aaron inaccessible, which I think is not appropriate at all, because this is her season, mm. right? She comes back from the dead. She has to deal with Zan's sacrifice. She falls in love. She lets her, her guard down. Like, she grows and, and reverts and, and suffers and rises above so much. Yeah, she deserves it. John, on the other hand, is having like schoolboy or maybe even schoolgirl prom time dilemmas uh, <laughs> when he's like, oh, should I wear the, the black shirt or the green shirt? <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite lines. And it's, okay, so it's, it's a cheeky line that the Dargo says, like... Well, the black, of course. I mean, far be it from me to say, but I've always thought that the cut of that green shirt doesn't suit the shape of your body. And it's a bit like, oh, it's a sort of, sort of valley girl, but hey, the Luxons, they're fancy boys. I like, suppose so, yeah. They, you I mean, see his... Yeah, they, he's always impeccably groomed. Yeah. I mean, he must spend ages t- uh, braiding that hair. So. And that's just normal for them. Like, yeah. That's how a prisoner grooms themselves, right? Cutting yeah. their, their, their moustaches perfectly and braiding all of their hair. And, oh, the outfit is fantastic. So, of course, he would have excellent, excellent fashion advice. Speaking of outfits... You want me to wear this when they come aboard? Chana is being hoisted into one of Jules's outfits, and I think she's a little bit lacking in the filling up department because it looks like oh. she's got a snow scoop out the front there. <laughs> Actually, no, that's just when you when you you know you're trying on a corset and you haven't deigned to tighten it yet because it's supposed to like you know squeeze a few ribs into a particular shape, and Chiana is. Not having it, as I, you were wont to say. I just do have to say, I loved that what uh, Gigi Edgley said, that that she loved being uh, made up as uh, Chiana, because now, she, now I had boobs and cheekbones, and it was just like fantastic. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm sure that she was also, like, complimenting her younger self, and I believe when that came up during the live stream, which we really must see about doing again. Yes. Uh, it was good fun with uh, the Inner Tribe, that I, I, I felt the need to point out to her that, hey, some of us have had to go our whole lives without cheekbones or boobs, and we've we've sort of managed okay, so, you know. At least, at least you had your moment, yes. Oh, no, I begrudge no one no. anything. And also, she still has fantastic boobs and cheekbones. She's a, she's a beautiful woman. She is. She's the edgely. Yeah, you look flexed. In this? Yeah, I don't think so. Dargo graciously tells John to go meet them in the bay, but it turns out that they were supposed to meet with Talon, but the only thing that is there is a transport, transport pod. pod. And, oh, no, are they going to be okay? We didn't get much information. They- no, so I, but okay, so jumping a little bit ahead, I mean, this transport pod is obviously not the people from Talon on board. Yeah. So how did they get these coordinates? Like, did they intercept the transmission? And were they... Total coincidence. It's completely... Yeah. I, I know where your question's coming from. I think that there was apparently, like, a miscommunication between Talon and Moya about the exact coordinates. Was it too much to ask that they be where they said they'd be? So they're pretty far apart, and within the range of where they were supposed to meet, an escape has just taken place. Yeah. I think it's just pure coincidence. Okay, fair enough. You made contact yet? Yes, but they're not responding. You know what? Perhaps they can't respond. The last message we received, all they said is that they defeated a retrieval squad. We don't know what cost. Dargo, if Talon is a casualty, then... John, I'm sure everyone's all right. Rendezvous in 600 microns. Pilot, there could be casualties. Have them land near the med area and get Joel and Chiana down here fast! 
pot lands. There's a nice welcoming committee of everybody. I love the sight of that sort of the 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 pod stairs descending with like it's such a tall staircase and it's so steep. It's it almost, kind of, a almost like coming out of a fighter jet. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody always comes at like facing out instead of facing in like you do with the ladder. It was so oh, dangerous for all yeah, of them. I suppose, yeah. But in oh no, that's the other ship. Never mind. Oh, yeah. now you're getting confused. No, yeah, I was thinking about it, but it also has has flight stairs like the you know the seven oh seven I had I believe. Oh, uh, you okay. know the, the the stairs that come out the back, but that's that's Dargo ship, not the the cargo oh the pod. growler. So that's that's yes. why I was confused. Yes, about. very yes. good. So out comes a Scaron. Oh, yeah, so he's I'm, scary, isn't he? Let's let, let, let's talk about the Scarron for a little bit because I'm like first I'm like isn't he a bit small for a Scarron? And then I'm like, <laughs> is he a Scarron? And then oh yes, he is a Scarron. Yeah. So. Is there anything that they said in the uh, the creatures manual or Dave Elsius? And I uh, looked. There isn't an entry in the, uh, in the creatures. He seems book. a bit scrawny for a Scarron. Yeah, well, Small it's still head, uh, it's still the same performer. So it's okay. still Thomas Holsgrove who who said that he appreciated being able to. But yes, the the head is smaller. It was uh, closer to his uh, to his cheekbones. Mm-hmm. So there was less strain on his neck. Yeah. So yeah, this is apparently a different type of Scarron, or maybe that's a, that's a physiological effect of having his heat gland removed. Mm. As we learn. If you are concerned because of my heat protection, first thing peacekeepers do with Scarron prisoners by removing the gland, it protects them and weakens me. Because makes your, it makes your head shrink. Well, mm. I don't mean, know what they're like. If anything, I got the impression that he was younger, but yeah, I don't know why. Less developed. I mean, he's got yeah. the the sort of sunken cheekbones. He has glowy eyes. Yes. Which we so far, I think we've seen that on Tauza, the uh, female Scarron that raised. Actually, now I think of it, they only started glowing when Scorpius jammed those cooling rods into. Oh yeah. So everybody's got their guns out and uh, like drop it and yes indeed he to his word he does drop it which turned out to be a PK tech. Oh calling God a peacekeeper Tralk. Which he calls a Tralk, and Tralk means slut, as we know, so I kind of oh. like that because we have we have a a, a, a tall warrior, a Nabari, a Hynerian, and a a, a peacekeeper. Hmm. Yes. Or, or yes, I was going to make the pun PK tech boy. Yes. Ooh. Yay! <laughs> because uh, uh, the, the, the PK Tech Boy is played by... I looked up his name earlier and I've forgotten, but it's Mouse from The Matrix. I mean, when we were watching it, I got like, do we know him? Because he kind of looked familiar. Yeah, uh, and of I course, this, so is, this is around Matrix times. I mean, a year or two later, I guess, at this point. Yeah, but, yeah I uh, think this came out late 2001 in America. So he would still look very similar to the way he did when he was filming The Matrix. I know, bless him. He's so charming. Yes. Um, we don't see enough of him in this episode, I think. No, he keeps his clothes on. And, yes, <laughs> you wanted a towel scene again from... I uh, did. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> towel scene. I and was going to say Titan AE, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, so did you clue in to the fantastic symmetry here between the... So we've got escaped prisoners. Yes, uh, obviously, uh, yeah. Yeah, from a warrior race and, and the Nabari, which, you know, she wasn't one of the original no. ones. No. And no uh, Zan and uh, no human, but yeah. Yeah, I, I kept thinking, like, what was the blue light supposed to represent? Like, is that John's mind blown? Oh, he was the blue light special, I suppose. <laughs> I guess no. we're going to see more of him, them. I don't know uh, what the pronouns are. Oh, the blue light? Yes. 
Oh, interesting. Let's find out. Because blue is appropriate for Oren. Oh. Oren. She's the she's the Hynerian. She's got blue hair. Oh, yeah, she does. Yes. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, weird spelling to her name. O-R-R-H-N. Orhern. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Hynerians. Who, who knows how they spell? Well, apparently we do, because that's... You know, that was in the yeah, fair uh, enough. Uh, in the credits. Uh, who, true to a Hynerian, seems to have just the same appetite. And I must say, I love the little uh, tempura tentacle that she's holding there in her hand. <laughs> it's like the food is so good because yeah, they're all in the galley in the center chamber, and uh, Jewel is pulling a, another meal out of the microwave. Walks over to the Scarron, who is busy talking to Dargo, and then dumps it with Oren. You have more Genoese syrup. Who? <sighs> As you say, it has the same appetite. The food is so asks great. If, asks if they have some more sauce for one or the other. There's a bit of uh, back and forth of what they were doing. Uh, apparently, so the pot was going to be used for a weapons test. Yeah. Um, uh, the peacekeepers loaded some prisoners onto yeah. a transport to see how their new weapon would affect the transport pod mm-hmm. and these prisoners. And they escaped. Yep. But they were shot at by the weapon. But the tech was still on board. So did they, did they just try to overpower the tech and then made off and then they shot them anyway and like yeah that's figured, the one yeah uh, they figured that's like, the one yeah yeah we're like our guys as good as lost and besides it's only a tech so we can just shoot him anyway that's so, the peacekeeper way for you yeah and uh, Dargo is rightfully wondering how come that the Scarron was so easily uh, damaged overwhelmed and whatever and it turns out that his heat gland had been removed show us your tits which apparently makes him vulnerable Scarron show us your tits which that's I don't, how- I'm not sure how like make having your heat gland removed makes you vulnerable to you know bullets and or whatever anything else I, I suppose the 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 plasma guns or the pulse guns it's most of a heat effect so i guess that would help maybe me. i have no i i i think when he gets shot it's on the scar and the scar right you know they specifically yeah, yeah i know they specifically mentioned that but uh, look I mean, at those glorious tits that he's got though by the way i mean all the i'm not a tit man you know that but Look, all the Scarrens so far have had wonderful, wonderful boobies and they have great yeah. push-up bras. All the Scarren men, at least, they, right. that we've seen. But, like, they really sculpted their nipples, didn't they? And Oh, yeah, someone put some effort into that. A, yeah. sort of a gentleman's corset. Speaking of boobies, I noticed that uh, Horan yes. also was, like, wearing something bra-ish-like. And I'm just like, do I... Oh, was she? I mean, if you look at her outfit, she kind of has to, like... The, the, the way it's cut, it's, it's kind of, like, cut like it's, like... There's room for boobs there, which I was thinking on, on amphibians. Why? How? What? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Rigel has said, I'm not really a body breeder. Although no. this episode seems to suggest otherwise. Yeah, I mean, at least they seem to be able to recreate uh, quite uh, successfully. Oh, yeah, very good. Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't expect... After pleasure. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, males. Everybody's pairing up. Yes. And what... What like, like by like. I found really remarkable is that they're all really on board with their counterparts. Mm-hmm. All of them. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Rigel and Oren a little bit more. But now we have Chiana and the non-conforming Nabari. Yes. Hubero wandering about. She's... I don't know that she is the right pronoun. I mean, the, the, the actress is female and she... But Let's go with they because like they're distinctly described as androgynous. As an androgen, yes. And, yes. Yeah. So let's just go with they. I think that's proper, because Tiana uses the, the, the she-her pronoun before learning that uh, right. Huber is an androgen. Not exactly male, not exactly female. Or or both, which, but, yeah. I mean, well. this, this is a bit of a weird scene where she just drops trowel to explain yeah. how, which is... And Tiana seems, like, fascinated. When I was growing up, I, I was told about androgens, and 
But I, uh, well, they were, were always taken right after birth. I, I never met one. At least you didn't think you ever did. But I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Nabari just have entirely different mivonks. So having a sort of like combined or, I know, or duplicated. Like, or I mean, she, she, she seems to be more like oh, it's like well, not 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 oh, but more like oh, or and she's fascinated. Like yes. I mean, that's the only way I can describe yes. how, how she acts. Uh, she at likes that point. people who are interesting. She's she's very stimulated. And yeah, she really likes Hubro. Hubro is fantastic. I mean, she has this this really good haircut. It's. It's this sort of Roman haircut, but she's got the silver hair. Uh, sorry, they, they, pardon Romulan. Me. Romulan is yes, very good. Mm-hmm. But they're getting on like a house on fire while exp- exploring the, the very damaged transport yes, pod. Yes, which, which the blue light special is being smeared all over the inside. But apparently that is not a problem because their body parts can survive apart from the rest for up to half a cycle, I believe. Yes. Yeah. As uh, as Hubro explains to John when he picks up a bit of the sort of slimy whatever's lying Gimlets. around, like yeah, 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 because boolites as a species have a much higher metal content, and so the metal dissolving weapon disassembled the boolite um, and smeared him all over the bulkhead. And he's still alive. You have to try to save him, help put him back together. Meanwhile, on Talon. They're wondering where Moya is because apparently you can't just make an appointment with your mum and expect both of you yes, to show up on the same bus station. Especially I'm Rigel is talking particularly to vexed. you, mum. You know, <laughs> I know she doesn't listen. Erin puts Stark's mask down. She's got a very cold sort of attitude, like she's yeah, she's almost like yeah. I mean, she promised Stark that when well, she didn't, Stark asked her to give it to John, but she seems a little bit meh about it. Yeah, she's true to her word. She's returned to her stoic soldier's way yeah and they're they're looking for uh for moya at which point we cut back to moya pilot and, says oh, he's here good he's news here. everybody he's coming he's coming <laughs> <laughs> because just on the edge of each other's senses they found each other and they're rushing to to meet up wasn't it established that talon had a larger sensor range than moya yes i think that was the the case i think Talon just detected her and started moving toward Moya yeah. and then yes, yeah. informed. They set an inf- intercept course and now they are coming. And John goes all schoolboy again. Yeah, he he tries to hide it because he, no, he, hides he wants it to be poorly. responsible yeah. and, and, and guard these new these newcomers that they don't trust. But Darko he has got a friend. complete schoolboy look on his face when he's like, he almost skips in announcing that they are about to arrive and Gar goes like, go on, go, on, go meet them. I'll I wait know. here. I've got what other a, things to do. What a good friend. Why don't you go and uh, welcome them back? I'll make sure our guests don't get into any trouble. And he's just, he's just like a little puppy. He's yes. just bursting with excitement. I mean, look at those those cheeks. And the first person who comes out of the transport pod from Talon is... Sparky! How you doing, man? Rigel. Yep. Okay, well, even even for Rigel, he has a big beaming smile, and he's good to see you, Sparky. And Rigel's like, oh. Yes, uh, good to see you, too. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hmm, awkward. Yes. Uh, better not have stolen any of my stuff. Yes, that's that. <laughs> I guess it's funny that they're still going at each other for that kind of thing. And next out is Grace, who goes... Huh. Well, well, hello you. Hello. <laughs> Almost forgot you were there, and he's still he's still laughing and like 
Yeah. Giddy almost. And then there's Erin. And I, I was like, okay, she's just going to walk straight by him. But no, no, at least she had the good graces to say. Hello, John. Those cold, cold heart... Just the heartbreak in those worlds. It's not... Like I say cold, it's not cruel. The the suffering that both of them endure in, in that moment as she... So apparently Ben Browder and, and Claudia Black had very clear ideas of what they wanted to do with uh-huh. this scene. And they discussed them with uh, 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 the director, Tony Tills, and with the writer, Rockney S. O'Bannon. Uh, another Rockney uh, uh, jam this episode. And she really did, as you said... Once just uh, Claudia Black wanted to just blank him and walk past, but they had to honor the words on the page. She had to say, "Hello, John." And it's just the the iciest, most heartbreaking greeting. <laughs> yes, and like yeah. If 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 either of them had been in tears or like yelling at each other, that would still be better than. Yeah, and at this point you're like, oh god, she's like completely closed herself off again and we're back to, yeah. Yeah, but like, can you imagine? She walks out and she sees, and he even put on the black shirt. Yep. Yes, of course. Yes. And he says, well, there's a familiar face. And like, uh, uh, he doesn't know that he's doing it, but she, he's making it, it's so much harder for her now. Yeah. At least Grace takes a moment of time to uh, explain to John that the other John died. Yeah, hands him a bag. Which is probably the other John's belongings. Stuff, yeah. And you see on on Crichton's face, what a performance by Ben Browder, by the way, to communicate so much in his in his face, realizing everything that that implies and what Aaron must be going through. Yeah. And uh, while but, this is going on, we get a little bit of relief because Rigel is taken catching a scent on the air, and he's uh, like a female. Ooh. <sighs> Female. Female. A female of the species. I smell panties <laughs> oh, or God, whatever it is like that horrible. he's... I has a good nose. Followed by a scene in which... Uh, what's the name again? Oren. Oren. Was... Uh, it's like kind of groveling-ish, ingraining herself to uh, Rigel, playing his vain side, I suppose, and oh, recognize yeah. him as the Dominar and like, oh, no, she has... She had to go. She was... Like, never going to acknowledge the new <laughs> Dominar, and therefore she is like, oh, woe is her, and prison, and pain, and suffering. Very good and- summary. No, I'm not even going to cut any clips <laughs> in, because I think you just absolutely nailed it. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm just going to gush about her outfit. Because, yeah, she does look like she has uh, 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 room for some cleavage. I know, but right? mostly she's got like a... I mean, Terry she's, Ryan yeah. dressed her in like a red boa and she's got blue hair. Yeah, she's got granny hair. She's got, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Hardy, the the voice of Rigel, said she, oh, she looked like such a common little creature. <laughs> Reminded her of Phyllis Diller and I think David Kemper compared her to Carol Channing, neither of whom I particularly know. No, it doesn't ring a bell, I'm afraid. But they play uh, women of a certain age oh, on, uh, on television. Kind of like Mrs. Era. Bouquet. 
She had. I mean, to me, I was I was hoping I was hoping she would be awesome because I am as as is widely known a huge fan of Loxana Troy from Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh-huh. Deanna Troy's mother, who is a a woman. Of a certain age, as the phrase goes, I think she's, uh, no, middle age is, is fair to say, and she is just tremendous. And I was hoping for the same from Orin. She has a sort of golden girl's look about her and yeah, a... Yes, a little bit, yeah. Tremendous sexuality, because she... Uh, well, she's, yeah, definitely a lot of the sex. Those little close-ups on, yeah. on her eyes, and she's uh, blinking away. And, and those so, weird nostrils that Hynerians have. Oh, I shouldn't have been speaking of myself, of my travails, when I am in your presence. Forgive me, your highness, forgive me. Now, it is permissible for you to be the focus of attention if I desire it. Uh And I, uh, I, I do so desire it. She is Rigel in drag. Right. In terms it's of, just an old it's just an old Rigel puppet, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean well, an old of Rigel. course remade different exactly. makeup and different uh, ear brows and all that. Yeah. Between seasons uh, I think two and three, a new armature was designed for Rigel with more mobility. Mm-hmm. And this is his old armature and an uh, and I think a fresh skin that was uh, that was painted over with okay. some extra features. I mean her her ear brows are more voluptuous and she's got a little yes. tuft of hair and no mustaches. But yeah, I I sort of feel like her lip sync isn't as good as his lip sync, and it may be because she's using the older armature. Yeah, could well be. I mean, I, I have noticed that Rigel has gotten even more expressive in the yeah. in the in this season than he was before. So and she was performed by a puppeteer called, I think, Fiona Gentle, who also provided the voice, which was initially like super Cockney and. <laughs> As uh, yeah, as as Jonathan Hardy said, a common little creature. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chana is hearing things like she's going like, "Oh, a pulse blast! Didn't you hear it?" I heard a blaster shot. It's happening. Okay, and this is the part like it's happening again. I'm frailing sense and stuff before it happens. It's happening again. Is there any other part that we that she was having oh premonitions? Oh my God, Kay! I've been trying to lead you like a dromedary to water for the the past few episodes. Um, like, okay, in uh, a scratch and sniff when Chiana was rescued from the, the the drugs man by by John wearing the infrared thing, and she uh, takes it off his, the infrared thing takes it off his head. Oh, to protect it yeah. before he gets punched in the face. How's your neck? It's fine. I don't mind sticking it out for you. You don't want these broken. Oh, I, th- I just thought that because she saw the dude standing there coming, walking towards I them. I know, I know. And the last, in the last episode, oh no, in, uh, oh, what's it called? The, the Looney Tunes one. What's it called? Yeah, which, uh, which Anna wasn't in. No, the Looney Tune one, she, she totally was. Because she and Dargo... Oh, she just didn't get a tune version, that was it, yeah. No, exactly, she yeah, didn't get sorry. a tune version. Yeah. But just said, Hey, princess, watch out. Watch out for what? <laughs> Chunks of metal. Don't get hit. There's no metal down here. There's just muck. And then nothing dropped. And then later, Dargo dropped something. Oh. And then Jewel blamed blamed her. And even way, 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 way before, an episode ended, and it was with John on the on the command with Chiana, and he said, "Dargo, you still in the cluster? No, he's not down there. He's here. No, he's down in the cluster." And then a few seconds later, he shows up. Uh, How did you know that? What? How did she know what? 
I've been trying to sort of pull this realization out of okay. you for a while, but it's okay. Well, I now com- it's now it got there. It's I like, completely I'm just like, missed it in my first turn as well. I, I was hoping I could encourage you to do better. Well, but- at this point, I'm just like, what do you mean again? What's like, what are we going on about? But so apparently, this has kind of almost been troubling her. Yeah, she's she's aware that she's somehow sensing things before they freling happen. Precogniting. Precogn. <laughs> okay, no, I like that. <laughs> I mean, there's ignition and igniting, so precognition and precogniting. All right. <laughs> Why are you applying logic to English pronunciation, though? That seems a fool's errand. I mean, I'm still convinced that the past tense of squeeze should be squozen, not squeezed, but... Yes. Yeah. And the past tense of tweeting is twoted. Oh, I always go as twatted. <laughs> There's a Clarice moment as uh, Aaron passes the cell where the peacekeeper... PK Tech Boy yes. slot is uh, is kept and he said, I've got a I've got a big reward for you. And she goes like two hundred drakas. Apparently they have a they have a currency. Maybe that's soldiers' yeah. pay. That makes sense that they get paid in script. And she, I mean, he he says there's more in it for you with all these escaped prisoners. Because yeah, a, a ship, a living ship full of escaped pris- yeah. prisoners, most of whom who now have duplicates. Whoa, everybody's getting twinned. Oh, well, I suppose. Dargo has, like, basically a twin in Najgil, yeah. Scarron, and Chiana has a twin in Hubero. Both of them were already twinned before. Oh, yes. And now it's Aaron who has a, who has a twin in uh, Tal, I think his name is. Okay. Something Tal. Well, yeah, whatever. she's not buying it. I mean, she knows that she's not going back, and uh, she doesn't even entertain the thought other than scoff at the amount of money that... Uh, He's being ever. John, in the meantime, is having a little private moment. Yes. Because he's got twins as well. He's got, like, two Winonas now. And let me see that I follow the lady just right, because he he picks up uh, Black T. John's pulse pistol uh, in his right hand, moves it to his left, moves that one out to the side, grabs his own pulse pistol in his right, and then he decides to keep Black T. John's pulse pistol. I think that was then... The original Winona. Well, I mean, they're both equal. Uh, they're both same, same and equal, you know? Per, equal and perfect, whatever it was that they I don't called. know. For, do we, did we determine whether Winona was doubled? If he had Winona on him? Oh, well, maybe not. No, because they were having a fight over her, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. So it might have been on the ground, and then yes, one of the twins. Yes, that's it. And then he actually, and he actually compares them, and he goes like, yeah, this is the one. And he keeps that one. Yeah. Yes. An, an heirloom. And then he briefly touches Stark's mask and a message plays like, oh, if you have found this, then... It means my mask has reached its destination and you've made contact with it. I have a message for you, Crichton. For you alone. Listen. Listen. And a very important message is about to... And it gets cut off be because Pilot goes like, oh, hey! Crichton has Crichton. a message. There has indeed been a, a, a pulse pistol blast. And now begins a whodunit. Do you yes. want to go through this blow by blow? Are you interested enough? Oof, well, I'm interested, but I'm not sure if it would make for a good podcasting. Because, okay, coming back to it, I didn't care about the whodunit, honestly, nearly as much as I cared about the relationships that people are having with each other, because right. nobody could have done it. Everyone was with their double. The, the PK tech slot was in his, uh, in his cell. Oren was... Uh, a, a, a stride, Rigel, or uh, beneath me, or whatever. Hubero and Gianna were together. Najgil and uh, Dargo were together. So who could have fired this shot? 
let me talk about this for a bit because I have a little bit to say about it. Hell yeah. for quite a time, I was gambling on being Aaron. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Tell me everything. That's amazing. I didn't have, I don't have a lot of it, but I'm like, okay, who said, again, I was having like, okay, it was Tech Boy, but then like he was in a cell, so he couldn't have done it. Uh, yeah, but he was—he was tempting her, and and she was true. sort of, and, and that's you know. But so I, th- I thought it might. And she be- was going to return to being a peacekeeper. So, <clears throat> Kay, Kay, <laughs> this is incredible. Tell me everything. Well, I, I, I mean, I was just thinking. I was just like going through the options, and I'm thinking like, okay, maybe it was Aaron who did it, just as a, as a, to be pulled out at the last moment as a twist reveal Whoa. or something. So, and okay, it turns out it wasn't. But just like immediately afterwards, I like noticed that they put. The mask that we actually we just talked about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mask, which was actually just in the luggage, instead of like, yeah, give it to John. And you know, it's a bit of a difference between like, oh yes, here's this mask that he specifically told us that you should have because it was important, and yeah. they just like put it in the bag with the other stuff. He and only he will know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh, that's Aaron who was. I mean, she had an obligation, but. She also didn't want to talk to John. I mean, no. But again, she could have like got uh, someone else to do it. I mean, I don't think Nash Gill has been shot at this point. Oh God, what am I? St- yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. This, is, this, this is this shooting. This shooting is the interruption. Look at the sheep. He's uh, he's wandering around. Okay, oh. we're getting. Oh stuff no, no. The, the, the interruption is that uh, the fact that the that pilot announces that the distress call has been sent. That's that's what, what it calls was. it. Yes. Moya has detected a signal. Lousy time, pilot. Really. Lousy tiny. What kind of signal? A peacekeeper distress signal. How close is it? Crichton, you don't understand. The signal was sent from here. Because someone's on the loose sending a distress call from within Moya, which is hugely problematic. So uh, Moya and Talon, each uh, starburst, and Talon with his superior sensors will be able to find Moya if they go in roughly the same direction. Meanwhile... Dargo is having a bit of a bromance with uh, Nagel. I know. Like he's, he's he's got a new bro. He's not got a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of cute. It is. Because even though he's really strict. Stand there. As you instruct. And don't even think about moving. Nagel totally gets it. Mm. You know, you stand here and don't move. And as you instruct. I'll stand here not moving. <laughs> yeah, fair cop. Respect respect a fellow warrior in his strength. Yeah, there's there's, there's the first round of the whodunit on the on command or in the in the eating area. I'm not sure which where it is. Galley, yeah. Galley, where it's like, oh, well, he's been with me all the time and well, he's she's been with me all the time and They've been with me all the time, so yes. <laughs> like, and it's and it's great because for Dargo, it's a point of principle. No, John, I will not imprison Nodgegill. He hasn't done anything wrong. He will not imprison someone unjustly because that was done to him. Very good point. And for Chiana, it's nonconformity, right? She won't conform to authority because yeah. that's also something that she's rejected. And for Rigel, it's entitlement. Because he got himself a girlfriend. Got yeah. himself a girlfriend, and I should have what I, whatever I want. And okay, well, John doesn't battle any of these. John's uh, got other things on his mind. As does Kreis, who has joined forces with Jewel in. Yes. So there's a, there's a first like the solution to this distress call being sent is that they decide to starburst. Yep. Moya jumps away, and I was like, okay, where's Talon in this shot? Why aren't they starbursting together? We, we've shown in the past that like Talon can follow through the same starburst as. Oh. Uh, Moya takes so so that was mentioned that uh, uh, Talon would uh, would starburst separately. 
Yeah. Chris has ordered him to starburst alone on a similar vector. Talon will make contact as soon as he can locate us. Uh, uh, okay. But then he would use his superior sensors to oh, find Moya. Okay. I must have missed that bit. Yeah. I mean, maybe at this point he's too big. Or yeah. also, maybe he just doesn't want to drive in mom's minivan. <laughs> and I've got my own moped now, mom. Yeah, yeah. I'll take my moped. Uh, yes. Now can we please talk about Grace and Jewel and the Yes, pet? yes, we can Thank talk you. about Grace and Jewel. <laughs> According to Hugh Barrow's rendering of the blue light, this obviously goes here. Wrong. It's clearly vascular, not skeletal. Put this piece there, attach that piece to there, then there. This one that would seem to be correct. <clears throat> because they're in the in the med bay and they've got just a table strewn with I mean, in another episode, this could be a banquet. Yes, totally. Right? That's what I said. It's like yeah, it's, it's it like a sushi have... buffet that we got here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to piece him together. They're, they're the, what, what the blue gill, or what is it called? The blue light? A blue light. Blue light. Blue light. Blue light. Blue the light. blue light. Very good. And they've both got uh, 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 white smocks on. And she's wearing this really weird collar. I yeah, mean, she's, she's got like weird outfits before, but this is like, you know... I, don't know. I think she's had that before. That's with her uh, her underarm corset that right, she was but now uh, it's pairing like, it with. Yeah, but now she's wearing it above the white smock. And yeah, you look black. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're just arguing over which part goes where. Basically, Hubro provided a drawing of roughly what the bullet used to look like, which Grace very confidently is using to suggest that like I need to attach this bit and this bit. And yes, I'm prioritizing the brain and the mouth so he can tell us who shot him. And she goes like, well. Not unless he sits on his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've heard about people talking out of their arse, but that's... Sit on my face and tell me that you, you love, love me. me. Yes, very good. Oh, cut to an absolutely heartbreaking scene that we have to skip as quickly as possible because it breaks my heart where John and Aaron are in the... Like, they're fixing the transport pod and he asks for the tools and then the fluffy slippers. Yes, and she's staunchly ignoring him, basically. And he wants to talk to her so badly and she won't... Uh, and then he said, okay, well, maybe she should... No, hold on. I do want to talk. And the thing that he says to her is, Aaron, I'm sorry. I... <sighs> the thing that he cares about, on top of everything that he's feeling about his loss and longing and, and whatever... Yeah, it's her is, loss. ...is knowing that she's suffering. And that's the thing. And... Even even there, they can't connect. And he realizes that, oh, yeah, I don't have anything to offer Aaron that isn't going to hurt her more. And, yeah. oh, okay, it just breaks my heart. It is. It's it's very, yeah, it's a very tough scene. You don't job. have to pretend. We all know you're an android. Okay. You managed to force tears out at the end when she pulled the blanket up, but there's, <laughs> there's no blanket now, so. No. Although Ben Bowder gives a fantastic performance here when he's talking to Dargo. Right. Uh, yeah. Because Dargo tries it as well. Want some advice? No. He tries to offer some advice and, and, and John rejects him and he sort of collapses and like he knows he needs it but he knows he can't ask for it either and then Dargo sits with him and tells him Oh my friend I, I don't know what to say I don't have any advice it's difficult isn't it? Like the thing he says it's difficult isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. love that their friendship is is uh, restored. To this point, yeah. yeah, you're jealous 
of the other you, aren't you? He died. The other guy. Copy. But now Aaron thinks that you're the copy. John, though, decides to take matters off his mind and goes to bother Rigel, who is being uncharacteristically naive, I would say, here. Yeah. Hey, man. How you doing? Crichton. Because, yeah, like, he's he's thinking with his mivonks, which John even accuses him of. Absolutely, yes. Basically interrogating, oh, no, she's been here the entire time. We get a great little uh, scene straight from Starship Troopers. Like, you know, 20 minutes? Oh, we can do that. <laughs> Are you ready to go again? Hmm? Again? We have half an hour. Because that's how long they've got before the transport pod will be ready. And as far as John and the rest of the crew are concerned... Everybody then these else other- is going to be leaving again. Escape prison will just go off. I mean, like, why... You don't own this Leviathan. You don't have any more right to it than anybody else no. who's on it. Like, why wouldn't you? I was genuinely wondering when the when they first came aboard. It was like if that was going to be like, oh, are we going to get more crew expansion? Like, I mean, they've been whittling them down recently. And in this season of death, in this season yeah, of death, so good. I was like wondering, like, okay, are we going to get some extra crew members? But no, apparently this is not the plan. Okay, skipping toward the end, we haven't seen them leave, and no. we know there's a hiatus coming. Fair point. Which one would you like to keep around? Oh no, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that at the end. Sure. Yeah, we'll, you can yeah. have a you can have a little thing yeah. because yeah. After after John has said this, Oren turns out to have been awake and she says, "Oh, I'm quite awake. I'm I love you too. I have these feelings for you as yes. well. And Twenty minutes is enough." <laughs> I heard what you said. <gasps> I didn't mean. That. I liked it, Raiji. Oh, Raiji, Raiji, she's going full Miss Piggy on him. Oh, Kermit, Kermit, yes! Oh, Kermit, Kermit, Raiji! Oh, Raiji! I suppose she has, yes. Uh, There's more alien assembling, and the alien is, like, slowly starting to talk and, like, telling that there is a traitor on board. Traitor. They kind of figured that out at this point because, like, yeah, well... But he can't remember who it is because they don't have the bit of brain where that memory is stored. (laughs) We might might have been tracking it all around Moya. Yikes, what a horrible thing to think. And then blam, 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 blam. This is where it happens. This is when the shots fall, yeah. And this is, again, like the the Scarron gets shot. Najgil, I believe you called him. Very good. And this is, again, this reinforcing to me that it might be Aaron because, like, Aaron might know where to shoot. I mean, she has been on prisoner ships before. She would yeah. know where to shoot a uh, uh I mean, a she Scarron. actually literally did yeah. shoot a Scarron as soon as he came back from the dead. Yeah. Saw how John killed him. You, you weaken a spot and then yeah. you hit that. Gosh. So this is like, you know, it's, you see where, I'm, see where my thoughts were coming from? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, know, I knew it was the long shot, but it like, I mean... Farscape has taken long shots before. Okay, you're amazing. You've just opened up a whole new layer. I'm really curious if anybody else, hey, if you're listening, let us know. Go to sofarscape.com slash links and use one of them, whatever, to get in touch with us. <laughs> Did you think it was Aaron when it was your first time? I'm so curious. Meanwhile, Najgil is lying there on the ground, lactating blood out of his glorious boobs. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Look at them. They're They're tremendous. I know. They are, yes. I'm not a boob person no. either, but I just I, I appreciate a, a well-endowed person. Pictorial, yes. Yeah. 
and the same the, the same sort of pattern repeats. Everyone realizes that hey, my new bestie is a suspect, yes. uh, and I've got to cover for them. Although at one point I was also thinking like, oh, maybe Nargil shot himself. You know, that's like that, 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 that's a thought that also crossed my mind at some point during this episode. Valid, you know, the, yeah, the scarons are crafty. They, I know they are. They would cryogenically freeze themselves for decades for that too. A plot yeah, or just years. so that they can pop up at the right time and uh, get involved again. John is still doing his investigation. He's going over to the DRD that's been guarding the PK Tech slot, mm-hmm. and Pilot confirms like. No one has approached. He's still sort of taunting from behind the behind the bars. Yeah, we don't get enough of. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I've boy, actually got that think. as a note here. We're not seeing a lot of this tech, which again, like, led to the possibility that oh, it might be him anyway, because we know that those cells aren't particularly secure because Rigel managed yeah. to get out of them more than one time. Yep. So you know that leads, and me, him being the other person who would know where to shoot a Scarron. Oh, yes. Good point. I mean, so would Dargo, but Dargo's too honest. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't claim someone as his bestie and then murder him on the side. Besides, the Moya crew isn't on the suspect list, really. No, true. They don't... (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, Rigel. There's always Rigel. There's always Rigel, but Rigel's been busy getting his Mivongs fondled, so... I mean... (laughs) Like I said, Rigel seemed like uncharacteristically naive, but then again, you know, he might have not had Hynerian intimate contact for the life for a hundred oh, cycles or more. Very well put. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, it happened to Dargo as well. Remember back with the Scorvians with Back and Back and Back to the Future? Oh, at the yes. end he goes, I am normally unaffected by females during a crisis. It's just, it has been so long. Now that, I understand. Yeah, kind of feel you, brother. Meanwhile, Chana and I forgot their name. Hubero. Hubero was their name. Are hiding in a crate because apparently they're worried that they're suspects or that they're going to be like held accountable. Or even that they're going to be dumped because like Chiana feels very close to Hubero. Yes, and, and I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out what's... Because there's definitely talk about leaving on the pod. Yes. But I'm getting the feeling that Chana is going to leave with them. Or she wants them to stay. Yeah. To, 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 to stay together. I mean, the, we don't get enough time with any of them. Hubro is curious and asks Chiana whether would they really give us a fully supplied transport pod and drop us off at a commerce, commerce planet, planet instead yeah. of just... Because, I mean, that's better treatment than they've received from the, uh, yeah. the peacekeepers. I mean, most people would go like, oh, thanks for the transport pod. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Hubro's case, because they're an androgen, they were even rejected by their own government yeah. when the peacekeepers tried to return them. Yeah. Which I just, exp- yeah, which wild. I suppose is why they were on the nonconformist planet. Why they imprison you? Actually, when the peacekeepers found me, they tried to give me back, but Nabari Prime didn't want me. To them, I'm just another mouth to feed at a nonconformist colony. So I noticed that like, interesting. I'm not sure why he was doing it, but at one point when John is running through all this corridor, he's like making a point of touching all of the. The ribs in the corridor. Yes, I saw that. I was wondering why, what, what, what the idea behind that was. The first time was when Talon's transport pod was arriving. Yeah. And I figured he was just soups excited yeah. and just rattling his fingers along those ribs. Oh, Moya is really beautifully lit in this episode. Oh, yes. Right. Although I noticed at one point you can clearly see that the ribs go down and there's kind of like a bit of a gap between the rib and the floor, like the prop piece is slightly... Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's, no, mean, not, not, not really noticed that very often in the past. But really? Because mm. I think it's always been the case where uh, the, 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 the sort of side ribs, they never quite touch the ground. Okay. There's always been a bit of clearance. It just seemed a little bit more obvious here. Yeah. Uh, let's see, more whodunit stuff. And then we get to the point where the DRD, who is watching uh, our tech uh, slots, is, as you like to refer to them, you, you've got a lot of slut on your mind recently, don't you? I've, hey, I've, I've it's, how it, noticed that. it's how he was first introduced, our calling card, a PK Trout. I, I suppose you're right, yes, they did do that. He gets zapped, although this time, yeah, pilot the, immediately notices. Like, oh, DRD's out, oh, and like I can't tell the guys, the cell door's open, so... Yep, and there's a, there's a lot of shots of people in hallways, including Hubero solo, so we're trying to think like, oh, is it secretly Hubero? Mm. Is it secretly? Who is it? Who is it? But no, our uh, female of the species is more deadly than, than the, the male. male. <laughs> yes, very good. She draws out a knife and takes. She goes, "I've got to catch you! Got to catch you!" <laughs> You royal slut. I really do have slut on the mind. You're right. Yeah. I've been noticing it over the last few weeks. It comes up quite a lot. Well, I mean... It's a good word. Yeah, and we are sluts. I know. So, yeah. you know, I know, I know, I know birds I know. of a feather flock yeah. together. And so now she's got a knife to Rigel's throat and they're skulking through the they're little sort of... packed on the vent. throne sled, floating around. Yeah, I was wondering, does she have her own? Or no, no, just... I think they're both... This, uh, they're they're kind of hanging off to the sides on uh, Rigel's. That's right. <laughs> We really need you to move your ass now. <laughs> and I'm afraid I must insist. And she reveals to him that she is a soldier. Yes. And that <gasps> apparently he would never be caught dead with a lowly soldier. That's why she had to pretend to be a lot of conspiracy stuff that, yeah. honestly, it would have been better with a Cockney accent. But I'm not sure so what, what, what her game is. Like, she, I mean, she was going to get shot by the peacekeepers. And now she's going to throw back in with the peacekeepers because this is a good ah. idea. I, I kind of miss the reasoning behind. So after their escape, but before their arrival on uh, on Moya, she made a deal with the PK Tech Boy. Yeah. To return to peacekeeper territory in, a, in exchange for a pardon or a commission or whatever. Why, Aaron? Why? You were a prisoner of the peacekeepers like the rest of us. Because, my dear gullible domina, the odds of staying free stunk. So I struck a deal with the tech. Uh, when you were on Moya, you were free. For how long? I don't want to spend my life running from the oh. peacekeepers. And once I got here, I found a superb bargaining chip. You? They'll be far more interested in recapturing a full royal than a lowly soldier like myself. Like PK Tech Boy has the authority to do that. You know, it's like the co when the cops tell to you, like, yeah, just, like, confess everything, then we'll go make sure that you get off easily. No, cops don't have that authority. It's like, you get me a signed piece of paper from the, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, the public prosecutor. The prosecutor, thank you. Yes. And then we'll talk. Like, cops can lie to you. You know, they will yes, lie to you. okay. They but it may be known, certainly to a soldier, yeah. that the peacekeepers just have a standing offer, a standing minimum offer of a reward for escaped prisoners. Yeah, right. but if one of the people trying to claim that reward is they're like, oh, well, thank you. Then we can now we have like an extra reward for us because we caught even more of them. Yeah, but then you're never going to get prisoners turning on each other to turn them in. Like, no. okay, so you're a, you're a peacekeeper, right? Or you're the peacekeepers. You're some kind of like peacekeeping organization or pacification organization for hire. Yeah. The fewer See, prisoners. Back to my to back theme theory that they're just hired thugs. But well, we know that they are. They, yeah. they they were hired by the Delvian government. 
Yeah, that too. He and the other conservative partners hired the peacekeepers for external security. Right. Yeah. So governments hire them for military and, and urban pacification, I guess. So the fewer prisoners escape from you, the better. Yeah. So if four prisoners escape from you and one of those turns the other ones in, you want to reward them because that means... Prisoners will always be wondering whether or not everybody else can be trusted, which... Yes, yes. That's a good point. You got them all back. And one of them, you pardoned, and the other three, you you didn't lose. So that's a win. Fair coin, fair point. It's it's what I think. I I get that. That's probably her reasoning. Okay, and here's the point where I'm thinking, like, Tech Boy has got himself some guns, and the marksmanship he displays here does not give me confidence that he could hit a Scarron in the the sweet spot. (laughs) But he didn't. Yeah, that was Orin. Oh, Orin it was. did that. Oh, right. Okay. He was in the cell yes. the whole okay. time. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no. Orin must have shot Nigel. And let the tech loose. Because I'm thinking, like, boy, is he a lousy shot. Well, so's Chris. I mean, they. <laughs> and I must say, I did like this firefight because everybody's shooting at everybody. It's complete <laughs> yes. chaos. It's like. Absolute <laughs> madness, and there's, there's, there's just blasting everywhere and blasting the poor Boolite in all of his chunks. Boolite gets more, which causes both. I love that scene when Chris and, uh, <laughs> and Jewel. Jewel are both sitting there screaming, going like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And Lonnie Tupu was worried that that was so out of character because, yeah, Chris wouldn't be worried about that. But Tammy McIntosh sort of talked him into it. Like, it'll be funny for the blooper reel. So yeah, we yeah. just sort of looked at it and then we did the scream together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they left it in? Oh, oh dear. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately, this is where uh, the other um, uh, Nabari gets shot. I forgot Hubro, that name Hubro Hubro is, is, yeah. uh, They've been shot, unfortunately, and... Chiana cradles them as they pass, and it's... I mean, like I said, we don't get enough time with, with all of these people. I thought it was I thought it was really fantastic and to finally see some more diversity yeah. in Farscape. And, yeah, I kind of got to say it. I've got to precede my uh, my willies, which I'm the, the bury your queers trope of yes. introducing a queer or, or, or gay... Non-binary or, character, yeah. yeah. For... Uh, for one very special episode. And then they die tragically and everyone thinks it's so Aww. sad so you don't have to deal with them again. Yes. Yeah. See, when we get our druthers and, and a Farscape reboot happens, which I still insist, gender everybody flip... Sh- everybody. Right? Gender flip everybody and bring Claudia Black to play Crace. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then whoever plays Nabar... Like, just get the... Just, just Some, get, get whoever. A good, get a twink. To, <laughs> yes! Some non-binary. It'll be it'll be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. But yes, let let us have some some more because like, Gianna, her her sexuality. Why would it be anything other than entirely fluid and opportunistic and just delighted? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, like I mean, you you saw that on her face when they revealed themselves to you as being androgynous, and she was like, oh, well, that's something new. This is gonna be yeah. This is gonna be fun for a while. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> but there was genuine caring there as well, and. and uh, but yes, Rigel gets kidnapped. Yes, and and Oren shows herself to be a better shot. I I learned this from the uh, oh I think it was from the Snurcher's Guide or from the Farscape Encyclopedia mm-hmm. Project. The little gun that she's got, yeah, is the return of a prop from way 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 back when. It was the what's known as the laser knife that John used to overpower the peacekeepers that imprisoned him and oh. Aaron and Dargo in the very first episode with which he was going to... So you're full of 
little yellow, yellow bolts of light. <laughs> and she's holding it almost exactly opposite in as much as that's possible for a oh. sort of boomerang-shaped object. I mean, that's kind of like they did in... Have you, yeah, I mean, you've seen um, Dr. Horrible Singalong blog, right? I have. Which is done by uh, a lot of the... Uh, the Josh Whedon alumni. Yes, exactly. And it was filmed during the, uh, the writer's strike uh, back in the early 2000s, in the early noughties, I believe. Yep. And they just, like, scrounged what they had. So Dr. Horrible's coat is one of the hospital coats from the hospital in Firefly. Oh, good. Uh, and the... <laughs> The stun gun that he is wielding is also actually one of the guns from the the blue hand shoot guys, also from Firefly. He's just holding oh, it upside wow. down. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, in the same way that uh, Qui Gon Jinn's communicator in Star Wars Episode is a lady shave. It's a Phillips lady shave yes. that's just been painted bronze. Yeah. Uh, and you know we've identified some IKEA props here uh, yes. as well. From- I mean, I love the fact that 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 mirror that uh, Commander Adama has the shaving mirror in on board the Galactica. It is actually an IKEA thing, and the IKEA item is called Frack. <laughs> <laughs> But Frack is right because, oh no, the escaped prisoners have escaped. They've got Rigel. Pilot, close the outer hangar doors. I can't. Moya's connection has been severed. They are flying off in the transport pod. With uh, Rigel as their, uh, as their prisoner. As their hostage. And yes. Crichton says, I've got, I got an idea. idea. And there's another one of those brief moments where uh, a fake uh, slow-mo is used by mm. slowing down the frame rate. Yeah. He turns around. Aaron, brief moment of eye contact, and she turns around as well. Same Z's, same idea at the same time. And they run off and get into Dargo's uh, new ship. And then he remarks, okay, same idea, same time. Right, the same idea. No, I wanted to take your module. You didn't know Dargo could fly this. But she doesn't know about the ship yet. Yeah, she it didn't is, know about the growler. No. It looks so good. It does. I love how those wings unfold. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's flying it with precision, and now how difficult it is to stay on the tail of a spacecraft through empty space, I don't know. I mean, mm. I mean, they're doing a lot of, like, winging it, you know. It's like Star Wars uh, flight mechanics when it comes to this sort of thing. And they're loading up uh, a harpoon. Yep. He's put on other John's spacesuits, so they've both got the cool spacesuits with, oh, uh, with the white yes, lines. very nice. Uh, uh, they open the back hatch, and then it goes a bit weird. Well, he asks, are you sure it's going to hold? And she says, oh, yeah, yes. just like on the Budong. Ceridium alloy, of course it'll load, just like the Budong. Budong? What are you talking you- about? Just follow my lead. Oh, heartbreak. Yeah. Man. But I, I, actually, I thought this was a really good scene, because you can see how Erin immediately falls back into her old patterns with John's like she, yeah and yeah, they, yeah they, they're, just, they're just meshing and it's just like he's still they're still the same person like this John would probably have done exactly the same thing as other John did yeah and therefore he, he doesn't have those experiences but he will still react in the way that she expects him to and that just breaks her heart all over again because he is not her John she like she can't disrespect her John by by considering him the same person, nor the uh, other way around. That wouldn't be fair to either of them. But yeah, like in this moment, you see why she's closed herself off so much, why she says, hello, John, because if she yeah. doesn't do that the whole time, she'll just forget that he's not him. Go now, Aaron, go! Well, this will be fun. They slide down the tether to the other ship as if there's gravity. Yeah, um, 
It's convenient, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, funny, that. I'm just assuming that there's some sort of motorised trellis. The wire's not taut enough for that, but... Um, you never let me have any fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm nit- if, if I, I, want to, uh, I want to nitpick the uh, special Stop effects of the other. Stop picking my They blast the hatch open. Yes. And then we have the magical face masks that keep everybody breathing in uh, no-air environment. Now... We've been doing good in in sort of tempo so far, so let's break it all down. Let's hit the brakes. How would something like that work? Poorly. Well, on an amphibian. No, I mean, I'm just I'm just talking from a atmospheric pressure point of view. You'd have to strap it on super tight to get a good vacuum seal allowing you to breathe, because otherwise the air would just like go, it would just flubber out from under yeah. the masks. Some sort of adhesive. About. Also, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, try try that with Dargo's beard. No, but he doesn't need it as much. <laughs> no, true. I mean, we know that he does well in vacuum. I mean, and we know that about Rigel as well. Yeah, Rigel survived quite comfortably. So they maybe just need a little bit of boost of yeah. oxygen if that's what they metabolize. Now the PK Tech boy. Uh, yeah, he's much more like us. He needs that. So hey, if it was us, he's clean shaven. Yeah. You know, if we shaved and we had one of those things on our faces and we went out in the vacuum, what would be needed to keep us conscious and not exploding? Ooh. Because you wouldn't want a full lung full of air because then you're... No, you need a compression. You basically need a compression suit. You need... Yeah. In the absence of that, if all you've got is something over your mouth, there's got to be like some density of, of oxygen that... Doesn't overpressurize your, yeah. your lungs like a like a balloon, but still provides your lungs. With oxygen. I have no idea how. I mean, generally speaking, you wouldn't get oxygen narcosis because, like, I know that on spacesuits they like they tend to go pure oxygen, but only run it at half pressure. So, twenty percent would be enough, right? I'm not sure what it is. Well, what, what mean, they use what they use spacesuits. Yeah, oxygen is twenty one percent of the atmosphere. So yeah, if you have like 20, pure oxygen and te- theoretically twenty percent atmosphere, yeah, to, that should be te- theoretically be enough without knowing any of the other uh, biology that goes behind that. But yes, and then assume a, like a, a magical CO two scrubber in the mask as well. I mean, if you if your oxygen supply is big enough, you can just like vent it. You know, like it'd be yeah. a terrible waste, but. It, who cares if it's only for emergencies? Like, yeah, I'm going to need it for a few minutes. So in summary, you're fully on board and you're completely convinced by the scientific accuracy of everything that's displayed in this episode of Farscape. Except for the fact that there is air in there. Would, even with a point two pressure, would just immediately go flushing out of, out of the mask. It's a good mask, isn't it? It's really impressive technology. <laughs> yeah, especially how it manages to adhere to Argo's face through his beard. In episode <laughs> one, he went into space in a football helmet. It's in every opening credits. Yes, but besides, I also bitched about that. So I know, we all did. <laughs> Everybody did. And they still put it in the opening credits so, because yeah. it's Farscape, baby. Short little firefight aboard the module. Yeah, goodbye, uh, PK Techslot. Blah, blah, blah. Goodbye, PK Techslot. Goodbye, Hynerian. Uh, a bit Hussey. of doxy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rigel cuts her loose, even yep. calls her a bitch. Hey, Rigel. Your judgment does not make... Like, he should be respecting her for just her seizing yeah. opportunities. No, absolutely, like, yeah. But, he, I mean, it's not the same if you're the victim. No, Especially it's not. Especially for Hynerian royals. Still, shame on you, Rigel. Yeah. I will not be taken to task for having a trusting nature. <gasps> <sighs> Women. But uh, all's well that ends well. 
Well, I mean, the 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 PK Tech boy did hit the reactor, so oh, we've got to get away from this. Yes, uh, think as quickly as possible for a nice, fun little CGI explosion. Big explosion, and then we have John talking to John. Yeah, there's the a close up of the chess set, yeah. which is kind of such a big deal. So, where did this message come from? Because at first I thought it was like the mask, but like the mask message got cut off, so we he didn't. This get is the that. mask. Oh, it is the mask. Yeah, oh, this okay. is the mask message that he's finally had the opportunity. Oh, okay. To so I, was, I wasn't quite sure whether or not that because that started off with uh, Stark, not with yeah. John. So, all right. And it's both of them sitting across from each other, Talon, John, and Moya, John, now both wearing black shirts, and mm. leather pants, and. Just kiss, but okay. And well, it's easy. it's only a hologram. That wouldn't stop me. Yeah, I mean, yes, fair right. enough. And it's a message that he must have taken. I mean, between using the wormhole weapon yeah. on the or the displacement I engine. Mean, yeah, because he he does sound like he's poorly. So I will definitely yeah subscribe to the, to the theory that he was already dying at this point. And uh, tells him that you have the wormhole knowledge in your head. Tells him what happened on uh, on Dambada, the yeah. planet. That, you know, things didn't go well, but... but right now, the Scarens are back to square one. Peacekeepers. They're your problem. And while John is talking to John, Erin um, comes pussyfooting in and... Oh, don't, don't say that about Erin, but she's... She totally is. She's totally eavesdropping. That's not the same as pussyfooting. Pussyfooting about is like someone who refuses to confront their obligations or emotions. Yeah, no, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> okay, thank you. She's, uh, she's, she's dropping a bunch of eaves, and then she uh, skulks away again after, oh, Ghostly John says, I'm gonna piss you off now, man. And gives him some advice. Don't push her. No, she takes time, is what he says, I believe. Which I... Oh. And that is going to come back to bite him. Because, like, whenever, like, I... I, I okay, make, making a prediction here. I'll put some fun bucks on it. Like, oh, my so God, let's call it, call it for a hundred. Fun, call it for a hundred fun bucks. That yep. She is going to sh- throw into his face at some point. So, oh, you think enough time has passed now? Or something of those words. Oh, wow. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about all the ways that, like, she can fit time into a conversation. Time heals all wounds, or wounds all heals, or time... Yeah, something like that. I'm sure that'll come up. I, I kind of like that phrase. She takes time, because on the one hand, it's kind of condescending, like yeah. uh, uh, ad- advising someone about how to how to unlock her, her heart and gain access yes. to the sex that is within. <sighs> but also, she takes time. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She is taking... She's, mm-hmm. And that's something to respect. I, I kind of subscribe to that yeah. reading. Oh, one more thing. Good luck, John. After that, we have a family meeting where it's like John is almost like facing a tribunal. Everybody's standing around Pilot's console, and it's I just know. Like him facing off against everybody. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like it's a reverse kind of intervention. Weird. Yeah, but uh, he's telling them his plan. So that's what I'm doing. You don't have to come along. You don't have to like it. I just want you to know. 
I'm going to go for Scorpius. I'm going to go back to the command carrier, and we're going to take care of Scorpius. And he's specifically saying, you don't have to come with me. You don't have to agree. Yeah. I'm just telling you, which I, I kind yes, of like. And yes. everyone's gathered around, and Jules wearing an eye patch. Yes, because she got some uh, giblets in her eye, I believe. Yeah, because... From, from, the, from, the, from the blue light special. Tammy McIntosh had a minor eye injury, and she wasn't able to wear the contact lenses oh, on that day. Oh, clever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet... Uh, Oh, oh, I forgot his name. Dargo's actor went like, hey, if you, just, you say, say, yeah, if you say, if you can't, like, <laughs> you, can, you don't have to wear the contact lenses if you play your cards, right? <laughs> That's it. That's probably true. Because they were mates before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, they were they were flatmates before, when he was in Farscape and she wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, they that's shared a flat for oh, a while. Oh, that's cool. While she was a backup singer in his band. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? But uh, yes, it is Erin who is the first one to decide that she will, in fact, join John. I don't see another option. Scorpius has the knowledge from my brain, and I'm not going to let him shaft the universe with it. Uh, I'm so curious about her motivation. Yes, like, same here. I mean, she she must respect the sort of heroism and sacrifice. Uh, uh, there's there's probably also something about like her wanting to serve as a soldier again, mm-hmm. and you know now she has a quest that she can join. Yes, I suppose. And I mean that might be a PK thing because Crace is next. Yeah. Case goes like, gives him a bit of a sly look and okay. I mean, it's like, yeah. It's is crazy. he just going where where Aaron's going? Aaron, yes, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I wouldn't put it beyond him, but. Pilot says that uh, Moya and I are against this idea in totality. I'm sure Captain Crace is aware that Talon resists also. So you've got the three human looking crew and the aliens sort of opposing one another. Yes. As and we fade to black. We end up on an old-fashioned 90s freeze frame. I don't know if it's a freeze frame. It's a or freeze frame. I, it's a freeze frame. Is it? I'm looking at the GIF again. I'm pretty sure it was a freeze frame. Or is it's Ben felt- Browder just really good? <laughs> he died with his eyes open. You yeah. know, that's, that's really difficult. I couldn't die with my eyes. <laughs> God, Lord. Ugh. I, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> And here comes the, 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 the cliffhanger where we were left for many, many months. and About what's going to happen. Yeah. In the grand tradition of So Farscape, we will now also... Have a hiatus. Have another greatest hiatus, but we've picked a good one this time, haven't we? Mm, absolutely. Do you remember which one we picked? No. <laughs> I don't think we actually discussed it nearly enough. We had some options, but I think that... Wait, wait, wait. What's the first? She gives me a woody. She gives you the willies. Ooh, okay, damn. Ooh, this is yeah. gonna, it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Willies is going to be really tough because I'm not sure I actually had one. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll cop out and say that the, the, the face, the air mask, the breathing apparatus was my willy. Fair. But that's just... Fair. You just can have your you know, petty little willies if you yeah. want. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> say it like that. Uh, I, know. I know what I said. Actually, something I just realized. Is the Scaron, isn't Ajigal dead? dead? I mean, we didn't see him. In the, did we see him in that last shot? He's not there, is he? He's not at the, no. uh, he's not at the team meeting. No, he's not. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Huh. So, okay. Huh. Yes. Kaki <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying to keep a poker face here. <laughs> 
So my Woody is going to go to uh, Jewel and Crisis, hanging around the lab and trying oh to uh, reassemble the blue light special. That was going to be mine too. Oh, and yes. especially the scream. The scream was with, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so out of character and I love it so much. Oh, Chris, oh, he's just kind of a little squeamish boy, isn't he? Yeah, but he, I mean, he, he dealt with him pretty well while he was just like, like, just like looking oh, through the those- giblets. And then it was only when they started getting splattered all over him when uh, they were getting shot at that he started, he went for the I screen. Know. I know. I sort of love that he tried and that he didn't sort of balk at it. <laughs> Apparently, like every Every PK soldier is secretly a tech inside. I, hey. They do seem to have that yeah, going for them. Side. So where does your willy go? Oh, <laughs> God. That's <laughs> okay. It's okay. We knew what we were doing when we named this segment. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not getting enough time with, with, with these other characters. I mean, yes. this could have been an entire, like, three-parter on its own. Yes. Just the, the concept of these escaped prisoners meeting some escaped prisoners who are essentially them and having to sort of re-examine themselves and, and, and discovering new aspects of, of themselves because each of them is a, a sort of heightened version of one of our heroes. Yes, it's kind of, kind of like a mirror, but like a, a funhouse mirror, I suppose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, I would have loved to learn more about the, the Scarron culture and more about the... Oh, so it's not coming back then? The Nabari. <laughs> it's good, this poker face, isn't yeah. it? It just goes up and down, you don't know where it goes. And, and I mean, Hubero has oh, such a fantastic look. And it might be, like, if there is such a thing as a, as a, as a cosplay target, then that, that sort of might be it. And finally, another Hynarian. And, yes, briefly. Briefly, <laughs> briefly. We'd have to go through many, many more seasons in order to, to you know, discard so many animatronic armatures. Oh, very good, very good point, yeah. Yeah. I guess until, until we have a whole cavern full of Hynerians. I know. I, I look back at sort of the early sort of production discussions and, oh, and maybe we'll go to the planet Delvia and maybe we'll go to the planet Hyneria. And then as soon as they started, like, prepping, oh, my God, a Hynerian costs $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're only Australian dollars, but... Even then, yes. Yes, so my willy is not enough time with these other other characters. No, I can definitely agree with that. I would have liked to see many of them. So, and that's the... St- oh. And that's the story so far, Scave. Please yes. join us in a month time. I know. Okay, so it's desperate, no, Just it? join us in two weeks' time for the... I mean, join uh, us every week. We're still putting out right, yes. the show. I was going to say, join us in two weeks' time for the greatest hiatus and next week for a fanfic reading. And uh, yes, I think I might have something special for you next week again oh, because fantastic. I think it's that time again. Uh, oh. Stay tuned. And then after that, I think we're going to do Pitch Black. Pitch Black. Oh. Yes. Starring Claudia Black, Black, which she was filming just before she started Farscape. I know, we've... We've been racking our brains to look for things that are similar to Farscape, and we wind up with... Have, at least have some relevance to this. Fucking crawl? What were we doing? But this one, it has Claudia Black in it. I am so looking forward to this. Yeah? Yeah. All right. That's something to look forward to. Coming to you in uh, in two weeks. In the meantime, uh, you can find us at so Farscape on Facebook and Twitter. Mostly active on Twitter, where if you... Yeah, I don't think I've ever mentioned this. On Twitter... Every day we post Farscape GIFs from the, the, the current episode. So check us out, twitter.com slash sofarscape, uh, if you want to help us out, if you want to send in uh, a, a synopsis, which a bunch of you have been doing, and they've been so great. Uh, support us on Patreon or submit your own fan fictions, for which we may read. You can find all the links to that on sofarscape.com slash links. 
I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so far, Skate So Good. good.